Hello, I'm Paul Symes, Headmaster at Alderbury School. Welcome to our podcast channel, Alderbury Life, when we join guests from every aspect of school life, from our amazing students and parents to the teachers and all the staff behind the scenes, through to those outside the school who make up this wonderful community. Yes, and what a wonderful community it is. So, this is our very first episode, so that makes this conversation even more exciting. It's always great to go behind the scenes of a school and to get to know it better. And what better way to do so than to speak to those most important to a great school, the students themselves. We are speaking to some Year 8 boys as they embark on their final half-term at Alderbury before moving on to their respective senior schools. They will share with us their favourite memories, some of their subjects, and what life is like for them in Alderbury School. So I'm speaking here with, with Ewan. And uh, Ewan, can you remember all the way back to pre-prep, those nine-odd years ago, what that experience was like as you entered in perhaps through a tour or that first day of school? Well, uh, yeah, it's a bit faint in my mind now since it was quite a long time ago. But as I walked in, everybody was a lot taller than me, being the smallest person, uh, being a pre-prep boy. Everything seemed so much larger than it does now. I walked in and that doorway seemed like for giants rather than me. And when I walked in and met my teacher, I was quite nervous because it was my first day of school and it was a different atmosphere. So it was a new kind of learning for me and for all pre-prep boys going into the school. Absolutely. It's, it's right to be rightful to be a little bit nervous in those times. How did the teachers make you feel comfortable in those moments? Uh, they were like always with us. So whenever we needed help, they'd be by our side and take us through the question that we were stuck on or maybe saying something that we couldn't quite get right they always go through it with us which was really helpful brilliant and i suppose you're saying that you felt very small in a very big world now that you are one of the bigger boys in the school how do you look back at those times yeah going back into that building brings back a lot of memories but i feel almost like that giant that i once looked up to um and uh, seeing all those small boys and knowing that they see me as that giant now is you are the yeah, role model yeah <laughs> turning into that role model is quite a big change are there any uh, teachers or subjects that you are particularly fond of or remember i was very fond of maths i just love learning all the sums and all the strategies to finding that those calculations which was quite fun for me and also learning new friends in those, meeting new friends in those lessons. So that was quite fun. Tell me about those friends that you've made. So on the first day, we, we were all introduced with each other. Some, some relationships were like we were quite distant from each other. And then gradually we got to know each other. I got in a few arguments about Lego, but uh, we got <laughs> over it. Um, and we became very good friends because all the year knew each other because they're not very big years, but we all got to know each other quite well. Fantastic. Uh, and I'm looking around the room. We have about 13, 14 boys in the room here at the moment. Does anybody else have a, a memory from your first few years? Perhaps a memory of that tour. Did anyone go on a tour when they first joined the school? Jake, tell me about your experiences. I remember... The first day, I think we had like a taster day before we actually came in. And 
I drove up and I saw the front door and it was massive and there were loads of gargoyles next to the door and I got terrified. <laughs> I did not want to go in. I, I did not want to spend my school time in a dungeon. And I, I was honestly shaking. But then when we did go into the actual pre-prep, it was a lot nicer than I thought it would be. And I really enjoyed pre-prep. Probably everybody looks back at pre-prep now saying we wish we were there. But then we also, when we were in pre-prep, looked up to the older boys. Good, yeah. No, they are very, very good times. So just lots of laughter, lots of games, lots of fun. Let's move on then. We're in pre-prep. You go through the first two or three years and then you transition into the junior part of the school and on to the seniors. Would anybody able to share, Matthew? So when I was younger, so um, pre-prep, I remember I was not a very social person and I feel as I went through the school, the school really brought that out of me through um, education and uh, academics. I remember that as we went on to seniors, there was a lot more work to be involved and that sort of play that we used to have, it almost, it almost vanished. They sort of eased it out. But I feel it brought everyone together because when it came to the playground, which was the best time throughout that period, we could all talk about the same thing because we were all doing the same sort of lessons and we can feel, oh, that was really, really tough. But uh, we all got through it together. It's such a small community, which is a really, really good thing for everyone because we can all get through things together. We all have someone to talk to, which I, I think I found my community throughout those years. Your good group of friends. Yeah. Good. Talking about how fun was a good part of the of the uh, pre-prep days. As you moved into this middle senior years, a bit more focus on academics, perhaps. What what kind of opportunities do you have? Do we have at Alderbury for you to have fun with your with your community, as you put it? So, what I remember very very clearly that was introduced in the juniors was drama club. And that really got me into drama. And that was one of the biggest opportunities I had. And I remember it would always be on a Tuesday night after school. And every single Tuesday, I'd be like, oh, yes, it's Tuesday. I've got drama club after lessons. And we would always have so much fun together. It was always an amazing time. I don't think there was ever an argument in the hall after four o'clock. And um, I think that was what actually got me into drama uh, and uh, made me want to pursue it because it was such a good time and it really does bring people together. I agree. I I know that drama is quite a big part of your life. Do you want to talk us through that journey? What's happened over the last maybe 12 months and, and where you hope it to go in the future? The last 12 months have actually been a road of highs and lows. I've been diagnosed with dyslexia and I didn't get into my first choice school. But what I learned through that time is that whenever a door door is closed, a new one is opened. And I got the opportunity to go for a drama scholarship to Bedford Boys. And I think that's the best thing that's happened to me so far, only because of the negatives that happened last summer. Mm. I actually ended up getting that scholarship. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. And I think... It's going to be one of the amazing chapters of my life. I completely agree. I completely agree. Where do you see that journey continuing into the future? 
I think I would like to pursue that to uh, GCSE. Right. I would love to see where Bedford takes me with that because I know that there's public productions. So if I'm honest, I really, really want to go on that road of drama. I think it's a really, really good place for me. I think it's something that will really, really suit my characteristics. Well, it sounds like it's been a really nurturing place for you, a place for you to find yourself and to find confidence perhaps exploring a passion that you you found whilst at the school. Talking about passions, looking at the other boys in the room now, does anyone have a club or a hobby or something that you are passionate about that, that you're able to develop and explore in this school? Tom, you have your hand up. One of my passions is singing. So joining the chamber choir in year six it was a big thing for me because I actually got turned away first time in year five, but then I came back and I and I really pushed myself and practiced at home and everything. And now I, I I'm still in chamber choir and I'm even deputy head chorister, and I'm very proud of that. Oh, you're absolutely fantastic. Where do you get your opportunities to sing in the chamber choir? So a big day for us is carol services. And we sing every single chapel and the summer concerts as well. Which one do you enjoy the most? I enjoy the carol service one the most because you get to go down to the church beforehand and rehearse and that's quite enjoyable. I'm trying to think back. Did you Were you wearing the, the gowns, the robes of the chamber choir as well for that? Not for this one, but there have been... In the past. In the past. I remember my first one that I did in year six was in robes. And then we've done other events in robes as well. Some carol services. Uh, no, some chapels. I think it helps. It's just a little bit of... Uh, adds a, a nice point of difference, perhaps. A little touch of authenticity. I like it. Well done. Yes, yeah, so I... I I remember those carol services quite fondly, a big part of the school. So it's it's really important, it's really impressive that uh, the chamber choir, there's a lot of boys in the chamber choir in front of me now, that you are able to lead on that. So I think giving the year eight boys, giving you the opportunity to lead in various activities is, is an important part of our school. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. You would. Does anybody have any activities in which they are the leaders or perhaps the leaders in the school? Ben? So I'm actually in a band called The Sound Barrier. Do you want to talk me through Sound Barrier? Okay, great name. Is there a story behind that name? Not really. Our, <laughs> our guitarist, it's just a good name. Uh, backup singer and pianist thought it up when we were brainstorming and... We thought it was very good. Yeah, fantastic. So I know that this the band Sound Barrier is a is an important part of your life, and it's, you've been on quite a journey, haven't you? Yeah. So we founded in 2020. Our journey has been massive. We started off the five of us doing one song uh, concerts in an assembly in front of a group of year seven and eights, and have to admit it wasn't great then. And I think the boys in this room can say that we, we've changed quite a bit. It's been a lot of development, hasn't it? From where you started, those small steps to where you are now. What, what kind of... Well, have you been on any, any tours, any journeys with this band? Yeah, so from playing in Assembly, we've gone to Battle of the Bands, where we didn't come in the rankings, but we came to the finals 
and we were youngest band there, which was pretty exciting for us. And we've also gone to a big festival, which was our, I think was our biggest performance yet. So in the band, we have a bass guitarist, Charlie, lead guitar, very, very good at solos and just generally improvising, Jamie, drummer, George, as I said, Matt is the guitarist, backup singer, anything, you name it, he can probably do it. do it. Do it. Yeah. And what's your role? Uh, I'm lead singer of the band. I think me and George, before the sound barrier, we had something called the Regionals. Yes, well, that was, the Regionals was the band's name. Yeah, is that correct? it didn't have, it had Matt in, but it didn't have Charlie or Jamie in. It was more of just something to fill a break. Perfect. We had saxophones, violins, trombones. All the sound. All the sound, <laughs> playing smoke on the water. Brilliant. Okay, that, I, I can tell that that's, that band has been a big part of your Alderbury journey. Yeah. Now, I'm sad to remind you, but you are moving on to Aundel. Uh, yes, I am. Whereas the rest of the band... Moving on to Bedford, yeah. So how will you... How will you continue through your journey through music, but then also with your other band members? Well, I'm definitely planning on making another band. They're definitely planning on getting another singer, but I think it's going to be easier for them. They only need to make one more connection. I need to make three or four more connections because it's not just about the music. It's mm. also about the friendship and the connections between the different people. But yeah, we're going to we're gonna play with each other uh, in the Exiats and the holidays. Good. So you've not broken up as a band, just exploring different avenues at the moment. Uh, that's a good thing about, uh, well, that's what kind of lockdown taught us, that technology is there and it can, it's still bringing people together, isn't it? So, yeah, I do hope you continue with Soundberry. I hope to hear more of your music in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, uh, so the hall. Now, that's a big part of our senior school, isn't it, where you are the big boys in the hall. Does anyone remember those experiences? Harry, talking about uh, boys entering into the hall, can you tell me about your experiences there? What do you remember about being a big boy, perhaps? Yeah, well, in pre-prep, I remember we were all crammed into this tiny hall where everyone sat on the floor and we'd have our assemblies. So moving into year three, when we moved into the main hall, was a big thing because um, there are these raised chairs that go higher and higher. And when we first came into year three, we were sat on the floor at the front. And I remember straining my head to look up at the, the big boys, the year eights up on the top row and thinking, wow, one day that will be me. And I mean, assembly was great because you'd get to see people from the years above that you would never see otherwise um, because you're just in the junior block in year three. Um, yeah, and it was a nice time when the school came together. We'd sing our hymns and listen to the headmaster talk to us. It was a nice time and it was really nice moving up the years getting higher and higher on the stairs until now we're now we're the big boys the year eights and we look down on the year threes and fours sat on the floor in front of us good you have quite a lot of interaction with the well all the boys across the school what kind of things do you do as a leader that uh, helps the boys all the way from juniors middle pre-prep firstly uh, in the morning times i go and monitor a year four class in the junior block so when the staff are at meetings, I go up there and look after them. And it's nice to look back on them because I remember, I remember when I was in year four and we had a year eight monitor. And I remember really looking up to them. And it feels great to be that year eight boy and be looked up to. 
Good. And um, what do you enjoy about being a monitor to those younger boys? I enjoy helping them, helping them learn with any work they can't mm. do and listening to them, seeing, oh, and then they say, oh, we're doing this today. And I say, oh, I remember doing that. And, and it's nice to remember. I'm also the section captain of my section, um, which means I get to interact with a lot of the younger boys as well. So if any of them are feeling that they need to ask something, I'm a model that they can go talk to. And it's it's nice to be looked up to. Oh, it is nice. It is. Good. Okay, so I, I know quite a lot about what it means to be a section captain and all of those things that it entails. But I would assume some of our listeners do not. So can you talk us through that role? So when you reach year eight, well, our school is split up into four sections, very originally named Uplands, Highlands, Lowlands and Midlands. And so um, in year eight, there are two section captains who lead the section and are supposed to be there as role models for the section and they help their section to earn points um, to win the trophy. And so when you get into year eight, all the boys who want to be section captain um, have to write and perform a speech to the whole section about the qualities they feel that they have to be a good section captain. And then the teachers go away and they vote and then the two section captains are decided. Brilliant. And what, what values do you think you bring to your section? I feel that I bring the section together and I'm kind of around. So if people do need to talk, they can talk. I'm quite organised. So when um, so I get the sports teams for the section sports competitions and things like, like that ready. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. That's great. Absolutely brilliant. OK, so let's talk about what is happening in the school. We've got uh, Alex sitting here. Alex is uh, an old boy to the school. You were here about seven years seven ago. Seven years, yeah. 2016. Can you talk us through that journey, let's say, from seven years and where you've been over, the, over that time? So I left in 2016 and went to St Albans, as many of you will do so. Uh, I was there until the end of A-level uh, and I'm now at university uh, in Bath studying international management with German. German? Yeah. Fantastic. Are you hoping to get over to Germany at some point? Yeah, so I just done my first year at university and then my third year I do like an internship uh, abroad, sure. most likely in Germany or perhaps Switzerland or Austria. But yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Sounds very exciting. And how did, how did that journey into languages begin here at Alderbury? So I was always, I always felt I had a knack for languages in uh, comparison to perhaps like maths or science. Uh, but I always really enjoyed Mr. Marshall's lessons. I always found them really fun. And uh, yeah, like I said, I just always found languages more interesting. I could pick them up easier than sciences or maths. And that carried on at St. Albans and now university as well. And there you are. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. What do you remember of being a young Alderbury boy? I remember you, you know, yeah. half the size of a door frame. Now he's sitting in front of me, but he's he was six foot two, perhaps. Well, what do you remember of those younger days when you were the small boy? Like it's been said already, I remember thinking everyone was so tall and everything was so big. But then as you get older, especially here, you're the tallest now. But then perhaps, again, like when you go to secondary school, you'll think this is so small. Like even coming back today, it's so strange thinking like how small everything is and how like everyone knows each other as well. That was one of the biggest changes when I went to St Albans. It was like here at Aldebury, like everyone knew each other. Like even everyone in your year will know each other so well and then you'll, you'll know the years below, the years above and you know everyone. Whereas at uh, St Albans and uh, obviously at uni as well, uh, it's like so different. Yeah, everything just seems so much bigger at first but then obviously you'll get used to it. Like when you go, when you first go to your secondary school, you think, wow, this is so different but then within like a term or two, 
it'll be normal. But yeah, I'd say the main difference was the size of everything. Of course. You're speaking to these year eight boys here, thoroughly engaging. What advice would you have for them as they begin their next steps? I say just be open-minded and don't like be put off if at first, like I said, you think it's oh, like such a big change because as I said, you'll get used to it. And well, I can speak from experience with the St Albans boys. I'd imagine you'd know a lot of people already who are going from here to St Albans. So you're not like completely on your own. And also you've got to think, again, to, for all the schools, there will be people joining who are new as well. So you, there's, there'll always be people in the same boat as you. Um, so I just say at first, just stick in and... Um, yeah, like I said, if at first it seems a bit difficult, it'll be fine. And especially, like, like I said, the St Albans boys, you'll know people already, so that'll be fine. And yeah, like I said, just be open-minded, try get involved as much as you can. Mm. Yeah, just enjoy it, really. Oh, sound advice. We talk a lot here, boys, about making the most of your opportunities, don't we? I think that's a, that's a good part of Alderbury School is that there are opportunities for boys to pursue sport. Uh, we heard earlier about music and drama. What activities were you involved in while you were here? Uh, so I remember doing, I mentioned again, like the after-school drama club is always good, but then obviously the sports as well. Um, I particularly enjoyed the football. I remember... I think you'll come on to the trips in a minute, but I remember the first fo uh, football tour we did in year seven was like the best trip ever because it was like the first time we'd really got away and we stayed in like this hotel and that was really, really fun. But yeah, all the sports teams and yeah, even now like I play football at university, I think it's just good to... You still, still look yeah. back to that. Still, yeah, but I still look back at that year seven. That <laughs> first year seven football tour was the best one. That was good. Boys, you all get your meals and lunches here at school. Does anyone have any any comments about the food at Alderbury? It's a big part of education, right? Thank you. Uh, this is William. So the food choice at Alderbury is definitely not scarce. Like there's... So there's like look, there's lots of choice and available, and the school even have like their own food council. Personally, I'm not in it, but um, if the boys have like anything to suggest or like something they don't like or or like something they like to improve, the school listen and take that advice, and then therefore they make it as like an option. So they try and improve it. So I think that's definitely something that has improved over years. So yeah. No, it's great. Yeah, food's a really, really important part of... I mean, we do so much sports in Alderbury School. Every single day we have sports. We, uh, you can be involved in cricket and football, rugby and swimming. I'm looking at you as a swimmer. Yeah. Can you talk us through what's been happening with you recently with your swimming? Yeah, so in September there was a competition and it's called IAPS uh, Qualifiers and it's a bit like a school gala but you have to try and qualify and see how much of a high level you can get. So I qualified for the National London Aquatic Centre which I went to on this Saturday. Well, I just, yeah, it was like two days ago now. Just the weekend yeah, passed. Yeah, the weekend that just passed. And yeah, it was like a very enjoyable and different experience. I'd never been at sort of anything like that before and I would definitely describe it as one of my fond memories from her. But yeah, that was like very enjoyable and yeah. What swimming technique are you using? So my sort of favourite strokes or like a technique I use is it was probably be butterfly or breaststroke. I would probably say that I'm not really a sprinter, but, you know, it's always just nice to compete in, like, that sort of competition anyway, just to get the whole experience of it. Sure. But I believe out of, I think there were 
30 people there. I came 13th. So, yeah, I was pretty pleased with that, bearing in mind well that that was, I think there were over like 150 people who went for it. These are the best swimmers for your age yeah. in the country. Yeah, so it was a national competition. So, yeah, it was obviously a very high level. But, yeah, it was a nice experience. And, yeah, hopefully I'll have something like that again soon. Oh, I'm sure you will. Well done. Thank you. Now, let's talk about what is happening in the school at the moment so you have well let's let's call it one month left at Aldrebury school what kind of things are you doing for the next month as you are the leavers of Aldrebury well currently we've just started our leavers program which I think everybody's here excited for so we I think uh, there are a few trips uh, prepared for us so we will be uh, visiting Lords, uh, the cricket ground, and having a tour of that area. And I think some people are very fo- fond of cricket and will be really excited to do that. And I also believe that there is a tour of the theatre at, at some point. And uh, personally, I'm really excited for that to learn about how a play is made or how one of the top end a place made which I would like to really learn about no it's great yeah lots of opportunities yeah opportunities for you to uh, learn new things and to take memories away with you things that you're doing with your friends yeah so I'm very excited for those trips that are coming up especially with our friends because we get to go through the experience together indeed okay so what do you think you will miss the most about Alderbury when you move? I would definitely miss uh, the friend groups I have and all the friends uh, in general that I have at this school because I've made a bond with them throughout the nine years I've been at this school and going to St Albans, it'll be a different transition and I'll have to do that process of making new friends and gaining that connection all over again, which I would think would be quite hard to do the second time around. Yeah, I think I think there'll be some challenges, new challenges to face. Do you go into this transition, as you're calling it, into St Albans with confidence? Yeah. Do you think you're ready? Do you think you're prepared? Yeah, I uh, have a few friends uh, already at that school, so I think it may make it a lot easier because uh, I don't have to make as many connections and people already know me. But I'm quite confident going to going to St Albans here. That's great and I, I'm I'm sure you'll do exceptionally well just as you have done here. Well, thank you. Let's talk then about what some of the rest of you in the room will miss most or memories you'll take with you. Thank you Harry. I think the main thing that I'll miss is the just the familiarity of the school. I mean I've known this school for nine years. I know it like the back of my hand um, and so going to St Albans uh, uh, in September will be a big change going where I don't know all the teachers I don't know all the people I don't know the layout of the school I don't know I don't know where to go for things um, and yeah it would just feel I know it feel like I'm new there which also I will be and um, whereas at Aldebury I know everything so yeah it'll be a big change but I'm excited for it. You were talking earlier about how you remember those times where you were the small boy and how you used to look up to those big boys and now you are the big boy I think it's quite quite interesting that you're going into a school and you're going to be the little boy, the, the big little boy yeah. again. Yeah, I'll be with that. But um, I'm going into year nine and there is a year seven and eight below. So not quite at the bottom, but it will be, yeah, it will be a big change not being the oldest because I know I really love being um, in the in year eight at Aldebury because it, it just feels nice to be 
kind of the oldest there. I think that's that's a, a good point to talk about. A lot of schools will finish at year six and then they'll move on to uh, their senior schools and start year seven and eight and on to year 13 and sixth form. What do you think Alderbury provides to year seven and eight that is different to, say, the, the middle school? Well, I mean, year seven and eight, you're given a lot more responsibility and you're taught about leadership and even more about the future. So we have these World of Work talks where we have parents of students come in and talk to us about future jobs and what they do in the life. And if you just, you get treated more like an adult and the teachers, the teachers treat you with, I like to even more respect, they, they talk to you less as a student and more of as, yeah, and they respect you like you're older. Oh, that's a good point. That's fair to say. Great. Well, well done. Okay, so looking around the room, boys, let's talk about your favourite subjects and why it might be your favourite subject. Tom? So my favourite subject, personally, is probably maths because because I like how you've got to think about it and it's not just like a straightforward answer to every single question. And there's also lots of different topics and other things, so it, there's a variety of things to do. It's also my favourite subject because I like the teacher. Oh, that's a good point. The, the teacher, I, I, I believe, that plays uh, a big role in your interest and your passion for subjects. It's great to hear we've got good maths teachers. I'm speaking as an English teacher. What challenges have you, have you had to face in the English classroom then, if it's not your favourite? And how do you think you've overcome those? A big challenge for me was my handwriting because I have dyspraxia, so writing is very hard for me. But I'd say my teacher has really helped me. I now use a laptop, which is much better and easier to use. Great. Uh, will you be using technology in your future school? What, what, what is your future uh, school, by so the way? I'm going to St. Columbus for my next school. And I hope to be using technology again i'm actually going to talk to one of the technology people i don't know what they're called it technicians yeah and on the 21st or something because we've got like a day where we talk about uh talk to our house head of houses and on that day also you can book an appointment with one of them and that's what we're going to do to try and get confirmation that i can use my laptop brilliant all little things that will help to make your life easier and uh, allow you to kind of uh, find your own success. Yeah. It's great. So we've talked about the Leavers program. We've talked a little bit about some of the clubs uh, that you've been in. Can anybody add to that? Uh, what clubs are you involved in? I'm passing the microphone to Ben. Well, as we went into year three and four, we got introduced to quite a few different clubs like uh, they showed us like uh, art and craft clubs, chess clubs to try and really involve us and to uh, communicate with the other people in our class and link us together. So when I was in year four, I saw a fencing club and I had no clue what it was. I thought it was in, in year three. I thought it was literally something about it was like hurdling. So I, I was I was completely I like confused. <laughs> Yet you were still intrigued. <laughs> and then my uh, mum showed me the newsletter and they had swords. So I was instantly just attracted. So I went in on the first term of year four and, and I got introduced by everyone because I wasn't there in year three. 
and they elect a captain to help everyone. And it was one of the year eights at that time. I can't remember who it is, but he, he showed the other new people and me about the club and really introduced me to it. And I started really in, uh, enjoying the sessions. Every single week, it was always interesting. And I think it was after two terms, they had a camp invitation thing, which I saw at the at the actual club, the actual fencing club out of school. So I went there and there was quite a lot of my school friends who went there as well. And it really just pumped up the activities. There was so much more. We started doing electric fencing, which was so cool to me. That you were plugged into this box, which showed the scoreboard. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, I get it now. <laughs> you weren't just zapping each other with your fencing no. sword. <laughs> that would have been quite exciting too, though. Brilliant. And you've been on quite a journey with your fencing as well. And talk us, talk to us about that. So after this, I started going regularly to the club and started going to some fencing tournaments. And I just carried on improving, carried on going to the club, worked harder. And I progressed until I think it was in the end of year seven when you had the national competition, the qualifiers for the nationals, which sadly got cancelled. But I came, I think I came third in that. So that was annoying because of COVID, the nationals was cancelled. But that year, the start of year eight, all the competitions in the summer holidays led to an England ranking, into an England ranking system, which allowed you to go into the England team. So through a series of about 12 competitions, they rated you on about how you did. And the top 10 of the people in the whole country got into the team. So after about the sixth competition, I sadly uh, hurt my hamstring. So I was, wasn't able to continue fencing for the next, I think it's four months, five months. I slowly got introduced back into it. How did you cope with that injury? That must have been a very challenging time for you. Well, I was supported by my friends and family and I just got introduced into the other, other people who had these kind of inju uh, injuries and how they almost took advantage of it and improved afterwards. Like I found out how I got injured about my just getting uh, like stretching, like now before I do fencing, I do about like 20 minutes of stretching before I actually go, just to really prevent Great. it from happening again. Tough lesson to learn. Yeah. But a lesson well learned. I feel, and just generally, the I feel a lot more comfortable going and knowing that I, because after the first month when I started going back at fencing, because I obviously, I hurt my leg while lunging, and my body just could not make me lunge again. It just automatically was just like, no, you're going to hurt yourself again. So I had to almost learn it, learn it through again and convince my body that it was fine. So with all the, I had to almost, because my leg was strong enough, but my body just told me no. So with a series of stretching and just strengthening it, I just got back into it, started the competitions and I think around then I found out that I got into the England team just barely at tenth place, which was well done, quite good. Yeah, well, that, that is exceptional. <laughs> it's more than quite good. It's it's very very good, uh, exceptional. So you went through. Uh, I'm trying to trace back that story to uh, year four, thinking it was about hurriedly, yeah. to uh, some very exciting sounding electric fencing, yeah. taking quite a major injury. But then the, the lessons learned from that have now taken you to the England team. That is 
absolutely amazing. And thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. It is, it is so inspiring. I sit in front of you boys and listen to the journeys you've, you've already been on in, say, the nine years you've been in the school. And you know, I, I can learn from you. And I think the listeners to this podcast will be inspired just as much as I am. So we talk about in this school about, uh, you've shown here, commitment and endeavor, integrity, kindness. What values do you think, boys, are perhaps the most important values of our school? In I think independence is probably the most important one because you use it, I, re- I believe personally, the most in your life. Like The first time I was really introduced to it was from... Uh, year four to year five because in year four we were sort of just like living out of our desks staying in the same classroom then that transition made us have that independence to get to our own classrooms on our own and bring all our own stuff independence also is important because like when you go over to like university and stuff it's not like you're relying on your parents anymore you have to sort of live on your own get your own job get your own sort of income and Mm. yeah that's why i think independence is the best no it's great yeah i completely agree with you that's that is a big transition isn't it from uh you're starting in say year five and six where you're moving about the school a lot more uh and then we touched on earlier about how the seven and eight your your the expectation is greater and you, you rightfully pointed out that it goes beyond what we do here and into university and much much more so yeah thank you does anyone else have uh, a different opinion, perhaps a different value. Thank you, Lucas, again. Uh, I think that kindness is the most important because if you're not kind, you can't. You can get yourself things with being kind to other people, but if you're not kind, you can't get get as far in life. So I think if you got rid of all of the other values and just kept kindness, I think you'd get much further than if you did that with the other values. Yeah, that's a fair point. Kindness is something that underpins everything. Yeah. You could be great at fencing, great swimmer. You could be independent. But to be a good person, to be a kind person, is a fundamental skill, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll take one more question. Do we have any boarders in the room? Oh, quite a few hands going up. One, two, three, four, five. Would one of you like to talk about the boarding experience? We'll hear from three boarders sitting next to each other here. This is Ewan, Harry, and Ben. And tell us about boarding. Well, I've, I first started in uh, year five, uh, where we get to get a taste tonight and see uh, if we like it. And we get to all, all about the activities that we do. So manhunt during the night, where some people are very competitive in that game. Um, and hide behind holly bushes so no one else can get them or either scar yourself getting them. Um, so, yeah, it's really fun experience for me to do boarding. That's great. What, tell us about some of the other activities. Oh, no, tell me about, uh, because I know you, you three boys live quite locally, why do you choose to board when you could just, say, cross the road and go home, for example? So I started boarding in year six, um, and I feel I really started, even though I live really close to the school, um, because I just wanted to spend more time with my friends. Um, spending the evening with friends is not something that you usually get to do, um, usually just in the holidays at sleepovers and things like that. But it is, it's a really different experience of the school. 
being at boarding and being during the day. Um, obviously, it's a lot quieter at boarding because there's less people there. And yeah, the school just feels like a completely different place when you're boarding. Um, and that feeling of being with your friends around the school is just great. Um, and so, yeah, I love it. It's quite nice to have the uh, kind of free roam within the grounds as well yes. in the evening. It's not so, not something we get to do so much in our communities. Well, uh, so what does boarding bring to you, Ben? I first started boarding as the other two did to spend more time with friends. But also it gives a lot more freedom. We can do whatever we like within reason. Uh, we have the big forest that we're not allowed to use in breaks. Oh, you get access to different areas of the school. Yeah, That's great. Different areas of the school, very funny experiences. We get to swim, we get to eat nice food and have five nights. Brilliant. Lots of fun things to do there. Uh, so I can imagine, you know, once the, once the housemasters are off to bed asleep, are there any mischievous perhaps any, any interesting things that are going on in the rooms well yeah there are there are quite a few memories one's just a general rule kind of that you talk for a bit but then when it gets a bit later you go to sleep and if you don't you are told off by the boys because they still want to go to sleep they still want to have fun and have a little chat, but they still need to sleep. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, it sounds like there's a, a lot of fun to be had in boarding. And, uh, boys, as we just finish up, I just want to say uh, thank you, really. I've been privileged enough to, to spend... Uh, the last, well, last two, three years in class with you, but I've seen you grow from the little boys in year two all the way through to where you are now. And uh, it, is, it is a real privilege for us as the teachers, and I'm sure those listening at home, parents, grandparents, those in the community, I, I think you will agree that these are just phenomenal boys. And we wish you all well in your journeys as you move on from Alderbury School. So I'll just say thank you. And I'll sign off. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much to the Year 8 boys there. Thank you for giving up your time. That was very, very special indeed. Now, our next episode is coming up soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.